Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Ray. I'm Josh. Mm-hmm. And I'm Mike. Mm-hmm. Hey, gentlemen. What up? So, I uh, had a tooth removed the other day. Ooh. How was it? Um. So, for this tooth, it had... Uh, what originally happened was like back in like 2008, 2007 or something, I had a wisdom tooth grow in, and it kind of grew in sideways, as wisdom teeth are wont to do. I got one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to getting it out. I mean, they put you under. You never feel it. Yeah, but but the word "dig that fucker out" was basically used by my dentist, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, um, yeah. When it grows in sideways, it's sometimes because it's a tooth. It'll impact with the other tooth, and mine did that, and it caused a cavity that caused it to rot from the inside out that was nice. just noticed on an x-ray mm. nice. and they're like oh okay there's no nerve ending in that tooth at all so they didn't even like put me all the way under oh. they just so they just you... put me under enough that i didn't feel it and they just took it right out so as far as tooth gettings out goes that was probably about as good as you could have hoped oh yeah i didn't i didn't feel it at all right now the only yeah. thing i feel in my mouth is the stitches and it's just that weird feeling nice. Unscripted, uh, just so in case everybody uh, doesn't know, here. this is Unscripted Gaming, a podcast about dentistry. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, just sit back mm-hmm. and relax, and we're going to talk about uh, orthodontal procedures for the next, uh, you know, 30 minutes we or are. so. We are. God damn it. This, this is educational. You know, Anyways, I, actually, that's... I actually had a, uh, uh, I had a, a uh, fifth wisdom tooth. Oh. I know. The fuck? I'm five. sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's like somewhere in my, it's somewhere, they didn't actually get it out because they're like, well, we tried to get it. But we almost pushed it into your sinus, so then we did, oh, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, that thank you for not." Well, bad. thanks for not doing that. Uh, really? And so now I'm just kind of worried that you know when I'm like 60, I'm gonna have like a tooth growing out of my forehead. Like, what the? I was wondering where that. I hear that. I went. hear that, that. I hear that's a thing. So uh, it can happen to you. You know. Yeah, that's mm. that loose lips rough. sink teeth growing in your head. So <laughs> my my biggest dental thing is I'm not a huge fan of the dentist and. Uh, Went back after I probably haven't been to the dentist in maybe 10 years or so. And I was Whoa. like, my mouth is going to be a disaster. And they're like, yeah. you know, it's got a couple cavities, but for the most part, you're not doing too bad. But went in to get those cavities filled. And when they had gotten the tooth from one away, they're like, ooh, your other tooth is cracked and it's going to need a crown. And I was like, okay. So originally they had quoted me like $100 for the whole procedure. And then they're like... So, uh, with that crown, uh, you're going to now pay about, uh, um, you know, a little more. And I was like, okay, how much more? And they're like, $900. Sounds about right. Mm, I was like, dentistry. You motherfuckers. Oh how <laughs> dare you make my mouth healthy, you I bastards. Know. But I got the crown. It's all good. Good. Yeah. Dental insurance typically helps a lot with that, but, you yes, know, it sometimes it's a son of a bitch to get. Just depending on company and whatnot. Anyways. The Affordable Care Act. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world right now. Holy shit. It's just been a nuts nine days. Nine days. I would need to repeat that again. No, it's only been. days. Yeah, nine. Mm. Yeah, as as of recording, Mm. it has been. We are. We are nine days into the Trump administration, and uh, not even fucking two weeks. I can only imagine the shit that's going to happen between us recording this podcast and Ray posting it on YouTube and everywhere else. So, 
I, I don't you know. know. I just, up internet. I don't even know what, uh, what. I mean, I don't even know what I should be more worried about. Just the the the, the mustache twirlingly like disrespectful and like inhumane policies they're going to push forward, or just the like the hilariously incompetent way they're doing it. Just like I mean, because you know, this we're recording this after you know the weekend of that the uh, the quote unquote. It's not a Muslim ban, but it sure coincidentally is used to target a lot of Muslims, therefore making it a <laughs> Muslim ban. Um, after that went live, and, and you know, there's no like, you know, you know, normally with something, obviously, there's a if you're if one if someone was to there's a responsible way to implement bad policy, you know, there's a responsible way to like, okay, here's what's going to happen, here's how we make sure you know we're not. You know, taking anybody's rights away when we, you know, immediately when there's, we're doing it over the long haul. There's a way to sugarcoat all of that to make exactly, it seem to, like you're to not like being a dickhole. At least people have an idea of what's going on instead of just being like causing and, you know, you'd think complete people like chaos. Steve Bannon would the... be really, really good at that kind of shit, but somehow <laughs> they're being even inept at being inept. And, I, you know, I just... It's just, it's it, it just, it's you've really just cla- 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 clap, that. Cla- clap that up, clap, clap, clap that up, clap <laughs> that up. Normally it's, I would like ridiculous. to say we should it's like restrict politics off of our video game podcast, but I have to say the past nine days has made it very difficult for anyone I, to just I, act like nothing's going say, on. And you know, I think you're normally right, and I think the, the politics is normally going to be left to our own personal writing and tweeting and whatnot, but I think... Let's just say for posterity... For, I, for the sake of posterity, for the sake of I, we let us never say that on our podcast we were ever silent about something that we thought was just inherently wrong. Plus, plus, even beyond that, this administration—not only the Trump administration, but the current state of politics in the United States—is going to have an impact on video games in more ways than one. Not only in the kinds of video games coming out because of the story that people are trying to tell or the current like uh, place that the world is in as far as their thinking about government and politics and life and whatnot, but also things like the Affordable Care Act that have made it really easy for smaller studios to exist. And, and what we saw with like the indie boom, part of that is tied into the access to care and affordability of it and and getting rid of that or altering that or changing that could have an impact on on the studios that are available uh, that are able to stay afloat and a lot of other things that are going to come from where we are right now so i think while we probably you know we won't get on soapboxes or anything as infrequently as possible i think we are going to have more political discussions over the next few years just because of the government that is in place and the decisions that will impact video games. And and it's definitely very, just it's very I mean, unfortunate when going you're no go ahead, please. Yeah, I mean just like Josh was saying how like a lot of um a lot of games the the, the ACA helps a lot of the smaller studios even be able to make games. I mean I, I just have a, an example of it right here. I mean cuz Waypoint um uh, the website actually put together a story a couple uh, weeks ago about um, developers who have been, you know, who who were impacted, who have like, you know, been working with the ACA, 
and uh, the developer of uh, Axel or Alex Preston of Heart Machine, the developer of Hyper Light Drifter, one of my favorite games last year. Uh, he, he has a um, you know he has a, a, a serious uh, heart condition, and there's a uh, you know there's a good chance he he even said himself that he might not make it pat much past thirty. And he said, you know, that one of the only reasons why he's able to, you know, why he's even still alive um, and is able to even make games is because he can actually get insurance because something like that wouldn't even, nobody would cover him before that. So he can, that Mm -hmm. not only gives him the coverage to stay alive, but also, you know, actually kept him from going broke so he could, you know, make a really, really good video game. Yeah, and it, you're so, you're definitely right. It's not just going to be the content of games or things like, it's going to be things you know like indie developers being able to hire people. The nuts, and the take nuts care and bolts behind and, the actual making of games that we don't think about a lot. And and even things like I don't know how. I mean, obviously, there's a big separation, but you know, I I don't imagine we're going to see much push towards any further unionization under this administration. I mean, I think that's. I think they they completely spit in the face of anything like that, and I think that'll be kind of interesting to, you know, I I, I don't know how what that was going to look like going forward under a potentially democratic administration, but I mean, there certainly isn't there certainly isn't going to be help from, you know, uh, the government on that front. No, and I mean, you know, you you also to think about like what kind of message m- might the Republicans or the Trump administration try and, uh, you know, suppress from more liberal arts and, and media and whatnot, or on the flip side, what kinds of new experiences or games or stories are we going to hear from the newly um, emboldened right? You know, are they, are they going to take advantage oh, of God. this new platform and the, ease of tools now and seeing a completely different kind of game and story and perspective that that kind of comes into it like there's there's a lot of uncertainty and potential from this change to really seep into games and you know in a way i mean it's like it'll be interesting and a purely academic not in way, not in a. I think yeah, this and, is. This and we is, probably you know we need to we this. need to legitimize these. I mean, there's some serious good ideas. No, I don't want to play super fucking Pepe Maker. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Like, I mean, I do want to play. <laughs> wait, it, so wait, I hold on. I might. Is it a good game? It has. Is it a good uh, game? And, and ha- it's you know, <laughs> it might be good. Just mechanically sound, but you know, just, the message might be bad, but no, no one can deny. <laughs> Game, game of the year 2019. <laughs> Please, Jesus, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's better than, hashtag better than Undertale. You know, very I mean, interesting to see what happens going forward. And, and, I, you know, like I said, I think we will try and keep the politics just, like, out of soapboxing. But when we see things that are truly abhorrent or when politics starts to affect games directly or indirectly in a way that's worth talking about i think we will probably bring that conversation we, in a little I don't more wanna, i don't want to put a lot of onus on us but you know i think we have an obligation to talk about some things because you know some things are more important than video games video games are great but you know when video games are your government is, you know they, justifying they you know 
banning people from the country by the basis by somewhat of the basis of their Stay origin and and very very loosely their faith you know and not it's really not doing, even loosely not even doing I a actually, good job I actually it, took the yeah, time not, to not, read not, the executive order it's not loosely at all I didn't mean loosely I meant like you know, not not doing a not not a very good job. Thinly veiled, thinly veiled. I was like, it's it was terrorism, a duh. It's a, you know all those countries that have sent terrorists to the United States and killed literally zero Americans. Those guys, man, yeah, fuck just, those guys. They're not coming in here. You know the guys that actually sent terrorists that killed thousands of Americans, but Trump makes millions of dollars off of. Nah, they cool, bro. They cool. I'm just looking at my watch, and I just need to remind you guys, it's been nine days. I know. Only like... Also, this is Unscripted Gaming, and we talked about literally none of this before we started this podcast. It just kind of happened, and here we are, so... It's because 12 days ago, the most important thing in the video game world was Nintendo was talking about a new console. And, you know, everything is fine, jobs are good, and and then, you know, the, the... the the shit started us. happening. Well, because we're gonna get in a trade war with everybody. Then everyone bitching about the everyone who thought the Joy-Con were expensive before, just wait until you have, wait, until, wait until you have to trade your black market avocados for for a for, for a Joy-Con. Okay, just one, just one, black not even tequila. two, just one. Man, you don't get the bundle. Oh, the you don't get the, don't get the bundle. This fucking wall and trade war and what? We are so God. We're so screwed. <laughs> the best the best yeah. part is America isn't going to create or bring back any more jobs. Shit's going to cost more. So our real incomes are going to go down. We're going to have more in taxes, so it goes down even more. It's been 9 days. It's a net loss for the people that put that man in office saying, "Please give us more money cuz we're dying here, fam." And he's like, "Nah, fuck you, bro." Let's build a giant wall that will literally do nothing instead. Let's build so a wall people... where there's already a wall. Woo! Oh my god. It's a bigger wall. It's a <laughs> bigger. <laughs> bigger. Bigly. Bigger. Biglier. Hey, well, call your congressman. Let's just end it. Yeah, at seriously. That. Stay they work, like don't said. forget, they work for you. We are their boss. And when when they make mistakes, we tell them, and then that, that's grill. how that's how those things that's how we fix those things. Well, hey Josh, uh, if we want to actually talk about some games on unscripted gaming, you've yeah, been let's digging talk in about some video yeah. games. I um, uh, I'm gonna do quick some quick hits here. Uh, I've I haven't been playing. I I finally got around to playing Fire Emblem uh, Birthright. Came oh, out last year. I'm I'm playing Fates. Or Fates, same thing. Yeah, Fire Emblem. I forget because there's so many. This is why this is why I didn't really get into it longer because there's like two different versions, but there's also like a third chapter. No, no, you're right. You're right. There there is a third one. It is Birthright, and then it's Fates Conquest Revelations. Yeah, that's right. Are, they took a page out of the Kingdom Hearts naming convention there. I mean, they're not three, five, eight days over two ridiculous territory yet. <laughs> but they're on the they're, Dot they're, sleep. they're on their way. Dot sleep. This, is, this is a gateway name, guys. This is how you <laughs> get there. This is how it starts. Kingdom Hearts fan fiction, the game. Stop. <laughs> well, it's just like so when Mike, it gets tell to... us about your eugenics simulator. 
Uh, hey, f- you know what? I gotta say, are you wait? Are you see, playing? Fates you were or talking about waiting for the alt right to make games, you know? Or I mean, I'm sorry, they I mean white have. supremacists to it's make video Fire games. Emblem. They've already they've been doing it for a while. It's called Fire Emblem. Okay, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but th- that is a strangely dark part of Final Fantasy or Fire Emblem. That's kind of you just huh? You just kind of turn your head and they're like, oh yeah, I guess that is what that is, isn't it? Huh? Okay. Um, but you know, it's more Fire Emblem. Uh, I was a big fan of Awakening. Um, I, this game changes up a couple of core things, uh, with how some weapons are used. Uh, but you know, it, and it does, it does just a couple different things, but honestly, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's just more Fire Emblem, which, you know, I, as someone who can, I always have a weirder thing with Fire Emblem because it, it's, this one's a little slow going, but once you, which one are you playing by the way? I'm doing Birthright. Okay, that's the one I'm playing also. Yeah. yeah, it is really slow. So it's slow going, but like once you really start kind of getting into it, like it just I just cannot put it down. Like I'm playing it all the time. It and, is good. Uh, it's really it's, good. It's it's real good. It's I mean it's not going to do anything if you weren't drawn to Fire Emblem before. Nope. But it, if, if anything, it'll kind of repel you away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because uh, it's so full of its up its own ass. Yeah, it's def. Uh, and I'm I'm less I'm not I wasn't quite as into the story of this one than uh, as compared to Awakening, but you know it's more Fire Emblem. I like seeing the numbers go up. Um, <laughs> I like seeing people have. I like seeing people. Hey, you have a sixty percent crit chance. You should crit. And then they're like, okay. And then they do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, ha, ha, good, good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've just been playing a lot of that. Um, and that's that's good. I'm really liking it. It's just you know, more Fire Emblem, which is great. And we've I've also been playing a little bit of the, uh, the Overwatch, uh, Year of the Rooster, event that they're doing. Grab that cock. Of course. Well, of course have, you would. It's a good it's a good time to mention that because there is a capture the rooster mode. The is there? Be- I did not see this. The rooster the being, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it is a capture the flag like mode. Where oh, you know, like, I have played. They that. have been talking about it in some form or fashion for a while. Yeah, it's been kind of uh, floating around, but this yeah, is the and, first. And I, I don't know if they are planning on keeping this in its current form around, or if they're going to modify it, whatnot. But, but right now it is a. There are three variant, three or four variants of the Lijong Tower map that they have retrofitted for this two flag ctf version uh mm-hmm. that you can play with quick play rules not so no, no hero stacking um it's very very unbalanced it's extremely unbalanced because uh what happened to me the first time i played it is um i pl- i played it and the enemy team they went ahead they pl- played like some baller ass attack heroes then they caught the flag, then they like almost purposely died, then they all switched up to heavy defense, and then they won. And so I told, I played another round, and I told the team I was on, do the exact same thing. Capture the flag once, get one point, everyone turtle hard, we'll win, we'll get our loot boxes, then we can all fuck off. And it just works, that tactic works so easily. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, I've, it's, I'm kind of glad it's not like in the... Um, it's really it's interesting. Like I'm, gl- I'm, I I haven't played I like it, it in a day or two, so maybe maybe the meta has already changed. But the 
games that I've played, even the ones that have ended in a draw, for the most part, I have really been enjoying that game mode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's... I think the one thing I really liked about it, like, Jeff mentioned it uh, in some of his developer videos, but how... Uh, uh, Overwatch, when they were, how Capture the Flag was really kind of a challenge for them, because Overwatch usually has like one kind of objective at a time. Either you're attacking the point or defending the point, or you're pushing the payload or trying to stop the payload. So, and Capture the Flag has, you know, kind of an attack, you know, you're attacking while simultaneously defending. So, in a game where it, it all of a sudden there's a bunch of things you have to juggle, it's like, you, it's a really weird balance of like, okay, do, when do we can we press now? Do we want to go try hyper aggressive and try and like rush in? Do we need to kind of pull back? So it's kind of like balancing all that out. It's really weird. I haven't really figured out like a um, a good. I mean, other than just kind of dive like just everybody using ultimates simultaneously. Uh, it's it's really it's really cool. Like. Um, I, I do hope they kind of they ha- I wouldn't mind having it stick around uh, just in, in like the arcade because it's it, it is it's because that you can catch a team that's hurtling like you can there are ways to break it but it's it's just really it feels really different from overwatch normally which is pretty cool it does force some characters to be much more useful than others like Torbjorn is just a needed character in that mode you just the the team that has a Bastion and a Torbjorn to get, guard the flag is almost an auto win, but not always. Yeah, it's it uh, it definitely I forces mean, you to like. I mean, it, it, you're def if you if you have a team that's turtling, then you're mm-hmm. just you have to kind of have a different approach. I mean, there's there's kind of ways to if you are ha- having trouble with the Bastion, then you just kind of use someone who can attack without line of sight, like someone like. A Junkrat, for example, with, like, you throw a Discord Orb on, on high-value targets, and then then you're cooking. Um, so it is... I really do like... I think it's really cool. It's it's so weird. Like, it's just... It's so, it's so kind of like... It's, it, it's kind of like Jeff said. Like, you're balancing attack and defense constantly. Like, you're, you're like, okay, we need to have, like, four people kind of pressing and, like, two people back. Okay, they're being a big push. Like... Communication is important in Overwatch, period, but you really need to be talking all the time in that mode. I agree. I mean, as 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 long as it's balanced. I think one of the ones that is most paramount for communication to really, really um, get the team together and do what needs to get done. I think for the most, most of the other game modes, I mean, yes, communication helps, but you can kind of, like, see what everybody's thinking and move on with that. But this one is definitely very dependent on that kind of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be very interested to see, too, if, if, they, if they keep this around, if they do add it to other maps, um, if they change it up maybe to where... Uh, you know, they do like a uh, a one flag version or anything like that. Like if, if this is the way that they're going to keep it, you know, what are they what are they learning from the community playing right now? How are they going to mm-hmm. kind of adjust that if, you know, are they going to make any balancing adjustments 
to characters or whatnot for this in the future. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of potential there. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Josh, is there anything else you've been playing a little bit of recently? Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah, so um, I've been playing quite a bit, actually, as of late, uh, partially because I finished my PC build. I have built my own desktop. Um, and so I have been playing a lot of games that I have either put off or halted because my laptop wasn't doing them justice and I really wanted to play them in high definition and high detail. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, but I've also been playing a good bit of Doom 2016 and Hitman 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, my God. <coughs> Are both of those games fucking excellent? Yeah, they're. Did you, did you just recently start playing Doom? Um, no, I did not. Just recently started Doom. I played Doom for about an hour or two, a couple months back. I, you know, I made some progress, and I was just, I was having a lot of fun. I was enjoying it, but there would be every so often where I would kind of get to a point where it just, my computer was just slowing a bit and it really fucked with the movement and the flow of that game so I was like you know what I'm going to pause I know the, the computer build because what I did is I basically bought a few parts here and there over the course of a few months and as, yeah. you know assembled those over time as I had a little extra cash here and there and I was like yeah. I, was really, I was nearing the end I was like okay I'm going to be done with this really soon so I'm going to pause this for a little bit and then I'm going to come back to it, and we need to take one quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. The joys of parenthood. Sometimes the baby Metroid just needs to feed on some life force, so I had to go take care of that. Um, yeah. What an appropriate way to put that. Right? Mm. Right? Never thought about it that way before. No, no I didn't. Now no, I can't. Um, I can't not. Anyway, huh. as I was saying, I, I paused to, to finish the computer build. Uh, now that PC is together, uh, the real specs that matter, just for anybody who's guessed, wanting to know, I am running an i7-6700K, overclocked, water-cooled at a cool 4.4 gigahertz, and I've got an NVIDIA 1060 in there, um, 16 gigs of RAM, storage, yada, yada, yada. Um thing is very silky smooth but uh so yeah running doom been playing that a lot recently um man i regret nothing about putting that as my number one for game of the year 2016 that game is so good the music incredible i just i can't i can't stop I thought it was you that put Overwatch and Mike that put Doom nope. as first. Other way around. Nope. Mike did Overwatch, uh, okay. I did Doom. I put Overwatch. I apologize, son. Yep, I'm sorry. I regret nothing. Um, and then Hitman. Been playing Hitman. Um, that game is <laughs> that game is a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I might be writing something about that in the near future just because I've, I've really enjoyed um, what I've been playing so far. And it's one of those games where you... you I've watched a lot of it, and I've talked a lot about it, and I've never touched it, and you always kind of worry that things like that, when you've seen a lot, and you you already kind of know, and you get your hands on it, it's not as good as you think, because you've already 
done so much or seen so much or know so much already, but that is not the case with this game. Um, and it has been... <laughs> there have been some things in that game that make me literally laugh out loud because I'm just like, this game is absurd. It knows it. It knows mm. you know it. And it's going to play on that, except for 47, who's playing everything real fucking straight-laced. Like, this is completely normal. And I just, I, I very much looking forward to continuing to dive deeper into those games. Um, and you can probably keep an eye on my Twitch at MetroidMan1352, because as I continue to get settings and whatnot on the computer figured out and stress testing and whatnot, I'll probably be getting back to streaming. So you'll probably get to see me fumble around Sapienza and Paris and do wacky shit and die a lot but also kill people in very spectacular fashion so uh yeah that game yeah. that game it's, it's something yeah it's that game great. would have definitely made my top five had um i played it and it will probably be my 2016 game of my 2017 game of 2016 pick already but hey what <laughs> The, the game the of 2016 that was my favorite game of 2017 kind of category thing. Um. So yeah, how? Game so good. how? Uh, I met. So how many of the maps have you played through? Have you mostly? Have you mostly stuck to like Paris? So I've done Paris and I've dabbled with Sapienza a bit. So Paris, I have done the mission. I've done some of the escalations, and then I've just played it a bit, um, kind of mm -hmm. trying to familiarize myself. And then Sapiens, I have just done the story mission there. So um, I'm kind of holding back from moving forward in that game right now just so I can kind of semi-play it like yeah. how it was released so I'm I'm really focusing on the Paris and doing stuff there and then a little bit in Sapienza um, also I hear something about season 2 in the works getting added soon coming out talking about so definitely something to keep in mind um, and keep an eye on but yeah no I've, I've been keeping myself in the early parts of the game so I'm not just blowing through and I'm really yeah, getting to I think that's... get familiar with um, get get familiar with those maps so yeah i think that's definitely like the way to play that game is just because the, the the real charm of it is it's just like tearing all those levels apart and figuring out how how all those intricate things work like where this disguise is that lets you do this thing that's how you get this sniper rifle up to the third floor um i, I mean really... but really all you all you really need is just a couple of soda cans and a screwdriver and you know agent 47 is ready to have a good time yeah I really, I really want to be a sheik. Being a sheik's great. I really want to be a sheik. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, um, that's really most of what I've been playing is Doom and Hitman and Overwatch. So, um, more to come. Those are good. I'll, yeah. Those are good video games. I will probably play through at least po portions of Rise of the Tomb Raider again here in the near future just because um, I want to see that game on... Oh, God, I... Do apologize. <laughs> Smacking my microphone. I want to see that game on this machine because I bet it's going to look gorgeous. It's a great game. Gorgeous game. Um, and because I kind of broke it up so much, I might try and play through that. Um, but, yeah, just uh, having fun with that. Ray, what about you? 
What you been playing? Uh, and he's muted. How professional. No, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working on Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ooh. Uh, halfway through the game. I don't think it's any spoilers to say that there's a part of the game where the castle just turns upside down. So you, you have to do some stuff to make that happen, but I'm at that. I'm a little bit past that part, and I'm going through to get the true ending of the game. Um, it's good. I can understand why people like Castlevania Symphony of Night as one of the best Metroidvania games, but it's rough. It's rough in that that game is really, really unforgiving in a lot of spots. And uh, one of the biggest complaints I can have for it is a game over sequence takes way too long. Like, there's like an ongoing joke that the angry video game nerd has had for years about how the game over sequence for that game is just obnoxious. And I timed it, and the game over sequence is from death to the point where you can actually start physically moving again is about 55 seconds. Mm. That's... That's too long. That's that's rough. That's a, especially when that game at the very beginning just starts professionally kicking your ass. Uh, but you do feel like an awesome vampire because at the very beginning of the game, if you know the button commands to do it, they're like fighting game commands. You can uh, soul steal, which rejuvenates a large chunk of your health. You can throw fireballs. You can turn into bats. It's a good game. It's a good game. I've also been playing, like Mike said, Fire Emblem of Fates Birthright, or Birthright Fates. I don't know what that order is. One of the two. And lots of Hearthstone. Lots of Hearthstone. Getting back into that in a big, bad way. Oh, and Overwatch. You know, I've I dabbled in Hearthstone. Uh, should mm-hmm. I play I have more never Hearthstone? played Hearthstone. So Hearthstone just had another card re-release. And they they re they have a season release a season release and a new card release, and the tutorial has gotten a lot better. The matchmaking has gotten a whole lot better, and the balance of the game is way 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 better. It used to be like a couple of years ago, the balance in the game was so off that you could win the game in turn six. And don't get me wrong, that happens. I have a rogue deck built out to where I can beat you in dick. turn eight. Rogue dick. Oh. I got a rogue. There it is. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So All right. In, uh, turn eight. I Grab that win. cock for the rogue dick. <laughs> you're, you're the rooster, everybody. You're the, yeah, it's a year of a rooster. It's you're something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. Anyways, yeah, if, if you want to get back in the Hearthstone, now's a good time as any. So I, I would highly advise it. If you don't like deck-building games, this isn't the game for you. You know? you know, there was a time in my life where I did, and I've I've always thought about getting into Hearthstone, but it's it's one of those, at least to me, I feel like I missed the boat on it and that it's just gotten too dense, like I'm too behind the curve to really get in. So I've just been like, hmm, I could. But then, I, you know, I could also Heart- not... Hearthstone isn't like magic, where if you wanted to get into magic now, you're just kind of... And I, I and I like magic, but I will say, if, if you want to get into magic now, you're just kind of fucked. Because the amount of rules and the amount of different card sets that have to be applicable to those rules is just insane. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the more money you spend in the magic, probably the more... The, the better you're going to do in the game. That's just reality. But I will say Hearthstone isn't like that, because... 
you can keep earning your cards. Every single week they have events to where you can just get more cards without paying any money. <laughs> what, what is it, Josh? I don't know. What Mike is- was making a face, so I decided to mimic that face. I have an idea, Josh. Maybe we should Ooh. try and learn Hearthstone together. Ooh. And then confirm if it's actually good or not. And that, then that could be and that could be there. some interesting uh, Maybe we could like do like content. a That would be some very interesting hashtag content. Josh and Mike do Hearthstone. We like doing things, that's for sure. Yeah, let's We'll we'll chat offline. We'll see well, what we can get going on. Okay. Okay. We're all about the we're all about Oh goodness! All I ask is if you guys do that is actually do it. Don't just say you're gonna do it and then not do it, and then get bored by a shiny thing. Ooh, I got a do better it. idea. What if we, what if we instead played the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game? Just download an and emulator and uh, play that. Just, just stop. That. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that? Vi- Sorry to be like hmm. that video, but I, 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 I think I wrong. saw what, someone. There was some Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game I saw where, like, some guys like, I'm play Okay, I'm gonna play against the computer. We're gonna see how it goes, and he just like the computer draws like two pots of greed, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden has a full Exodia, and the guy loses in literally like five seconds. Like, wait, wait, what? what? No. <laughs> It's I want to see this video. That sounds fucking Wait, classic. There is I'll, a, I'll, I'll there is a you, Yu-Gi-Oh Android iOS app. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't doubt it, but Yu-Gi-Oh is, is really, in my opinion, a bullshit card game. Yeah. Th- there are money card games, and then there's Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just like, did Uh-oh. you spend more money, Uh-oh. you win. There's a Forbidden Memories ISO. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this... Nope. I, I no, was that kid. No, I had no, fucking no. Exodia when I was a kid. That shit was dope. I did play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. We all did, I think. Yeah. Gosh, we'll yeah. Be. So, uh, our, our Yu-Gi-Oh content coming soon. Just uh, keep an eye on our uh, our social media platforms. Facebook.com slash UnscriptedGaming. Twitter, at UnscriptedGaming. Keep out. Keep an eye out. Anyway. Anything else, Ray? Oh, no. uh, I got Bayonetta 2 on the way. I'm going to send my Wii U off proper because I'm not sending my Wii U off with goddamn Star Fox Zero. That's a good idea. You'll have to... Yeah. That's... Yeah. Let us know about that. Yeah, that's a... That's a much better game. That's a good plan. I I assume that can only be better. Come on, Platinum Games. You're better than this. You're fucking better than this. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking about Star Fox Zero when it starts being a good game. Or, sorry. Sorry. Well, It'll be so, never. you know, <laughs> we're, we're, okay. Okay. Well, we've actually hit the amount of times we can talk about Star Fox Zero and Yu-Gi-Oh uh, in a podcast. So we're going to have to wrap it up. That's it. We hit the yeah, limit. We're, we're done. So get um, out of here. Yeah. Like I said, if you went. Be kept abreast of our upcoming Yu-Gi-Oh! content and uh, our upcoming Yu-Gi-Oh! specific podcasts. Uh, just, you know, make sure you subscribe to us here on YouTube. Follow us at Facebook at Unscripted Gaming, Twitter.com at Unscript underscore gaming. You can also get us at SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Unscripted dash gaming. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Pocket Casts. Get us in your ears. We'll be there with you. And then we'll tell you all about the great trading card game that is Yu-Gi-Oh. 
TCGs all day. Yeah. So for uh, for unscripted Yu-Gi-Oh, my name is Josh. My name is uh, Kaiba. I mean Mike. <laughs> well, my just, name is. Uh, my name is the talking penguin in the Yu-Gi-Oh episode that got me to stop watching. <laughs> um, and I guess all that's left to say is. Oh, that was awful. I'll oh, just just stop. Just stop. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. <laughs> stop recording. Just stop the recording. Stop it. Just fucking stop.